hidden behind closed doors. This is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Michael, what are we discussing today? Today we are discussing 1970s The Dunwich Horror, based on the H.P. Lovecraft book of the same name. Jason, what are we drinking? Well, today we're sponsored by Lala's Brewing Company from North Hollywood, and we're drinking their Czech-style Pilsner. The Noho Boho. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. This is crisp. The hops, the malt, there's that great balance. Super drinkable. Pint cans. It's oh, excellent. Man. Yeah. Once again, on a hot day, and it is have hot. a hot day. It is hot. <laughs> We've had some hot days. This is a hot day. You came all the way down to the west side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Changed location. Yes. The fir- the, this is the uh, one of the first times we're recording on the west side. Oh. On our west side studio. Yes, our west side studio. We have two studios. We have, we, we have one in the valley. We have yeah. one on the west side. No big deal. <laughs> we have big money. <laughs> This is good, though. And, then, and thank is. you, guys. Thank you, Lawless. Had a good time. This is a brewery. Uh, they're new. On the can, it says established in 2021. And then underneath, it says North Hollywood's oldest brewery. I like to think that's a little, little tongue-in-cheek. What also we found out was this is a short, short walk from where we used to live. <laughs> <laughs> where were the breweries when we lived in North Hollywood? It would have been great to have a brewery. A five-minute walk from our home. Well, they're, cool spot though. Yeah, and their can says "Noho Boho" is our tasty tribute to North Hollywood and everything that makes it great. Crisp enough for a hot summer day in the valley, but so flavorful you'll want to drink it all day, every day. And makes I can see, sense. I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, the the people who founded it work in the film industry. So a lot of their beers are named after terms. There's Magic Hour, Deep Focus. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. So thanks, guys. 5.3%. So <laughs> so let's get to the sexiest 1970s horror movie. Okay, no, that, I, I chose this. This was my choice. It's AIP, Roger Corman, Daniel Haller, Holler, directed. It's a B movie. Dean yeah. Stockwell. It's If you know the story, H.P. Lovecraft, Dunwich Horror, the, the Waitley the families, Waitleys. you know, degenerate families. Always, yeah. always, always those inbred. The Necronomicon extensively in this. Yogg Sothoth. <laughs> exactly. Sentinel Hill. So, so, yeah, essentially you have this ostracized family. And Wilbur Waitley is sort of the scion, the, the last of the line. And he's trying to open the door to bring in the old ones, which is bad. Well, and so it's interesting because, Michael, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. He refers to it as like, oh, they're better than humans. But every time he talks about the old ones, like dark princesses, darkness <laughs> and evil, I'm like, wait a second. It's really yeah, slanted to a side. And you're making a devil's bargain here. It kind of feels like, oh, I'm going to bring him in. And it you, feels like they're, you're going to bring him in and they're, and they're just going to crush you. We should also say. I, I like the movie. I'm a huge, yeah, huge sure. fan. And I've, I've watched it many times over the years because we're both Lovecraft yeah, fans. Absolutely. You know? What I always find interesting is when, when I read about this movie, so many reviews that describe it as a great adaptation of the tale. It's not. The names are the same. Right. Everything else has been changed. Yeah. They kind of have the same kind of ending where the thing is like, well, he looks a lot like more like his father than Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> but still like... It's- yeah, so if you're very familiar with the story and you go into this, it's not. I always make the comparison to The Shining, where the book The Shining... And Stanley Kubrick's film, wildly different, but The Shining movie 
that's a, one of the great horror films of all time. You know, Agreed. and The Shining, the book, is one of the great horror books of all time. I'm not going to go so far as to say this is one of the greatest horror films of all time, but it's still pretty cool. It's clearly the sexiest of the seven. It's, it's got <laughs> it, it. It does. It really it wallows in that era and in oh, that yeah. vibe of like mod clothing, nah, mod clothing, and just orgies in a field. Less Baxter's totally lounge let's, music. Let's start there because the the credits. Oh, the cre- some of the coolest credits. No idea what they have to do with the movie. But before we start there, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Split. Time for a, a sip to let that sink in. <laughs> but the credits, absolutely fantastic. Animated credits of these two guys. That it's blue and black. You know, these two guys are look like they're in desert garb with staffs and they're cruising around. And then they're walking up. I don't know what the term is, but they're walking up a hill and they're standing on like a precipice. But it turns out to be a giant. A giant devil. I maintain it's supposed to be the old ones. But in Lovecraft world, you know, you have Cthulhu, you have the, all these yeah. like tentacled yeah. monstrosities. And they said, we can't have that. Nobody knows that. They went with the Anglo Christian, you know, they're going to know what a devil is. And it's a terrible devil. Ooh, there you are. That's what I think it was. Music is cool. It's Les like this. Baxter's sound adds richness. It does. And expands to this. In 1970. You just heard that soundtrack. You go, oh, that's late 60s. The whole time I'm thinking, like, is this is this a Star Trek episode or a it's pretty Night, cool. Night Gallery episode? It's, it's, oh, I'm I'm a fan of Les Baxter. Check check out the cover of Space Escapades, 1958. No. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. No, so that's cool. And then we slide right into the birth of... Oh, you had a problem. You said you had to put this on mute. Well, because... <laughs> I mean, we have two weird albinos. Yeah. <laughs> worst midwives ever. They're just kind of standing there doing nothing. Lavinia's birthing of Wilbur and his twin... Sounds more like sexual ecstasy. And so as I'm watching every time, I'm muting it because my kids don't need to hear it. Listen, I have two kids. I was there when my wife gave birth. This does not this does not sound like what my wife gave birth. So then we go from there, and then we get the quote, which it's at USC, apparently. Yes. Yeah, it's at the so, um, uh, so Mud Hall. Yeah. yeah. So it's, he that loseth his life shall keep it unto life eternal. And you know about this quote a little well, bit. Well, a little bit. I had to look it up. I'm not that Catholic, but <laughs> it's from John 12, 25. It's, it's kind of a variation on that quote. And this is supposed to be Miskatonic University. So, yeah, we're in Arkham. There's no Miskatonic, so we got to shoot somewhere. Yeah. And UC architecture makes it sound like an old school. I mean, it, lo- it looks good. Yeah, I know. It's great. Yeah. You know, because Dr. Armitage cruises along, and there's Sandra D. Yeah. Nancy. And we just get it all the way. Sandra D, her career was on the it was on the down slope right now. She did this movie kind of hoping like to break away from her gidget years. It didn't really take. And she sort of disappeared. And she after this, it was like the Grease song. Um, that's how I knew her. I mean, yeah. besides the first Gidget movie, I didn't yeah. really know her. Um and her character Nancy is the worst. GA graduate assistant ever because you you keep saying this, but I would also say I fault her, not the professor. I, I was see, a I was a GA. I know he gave but, her responsibility. Yeah, but Jason, here's the thing: he hands her the Necronomicon, which is just a priceless book. It's a big deal, and he just hands it to her, and he goes, "Here you go." But he says, "Take good care of the book." It's a priceless book, dude. It'd be like handing just handing the Dead Sea Scrolls to anybody and going like, here you go. Be careful with these. They're pretty cool. But also, I will say, their security system is pretty lame. I mean, 
Well, and then we see creepy Wilbur Waitley, weird Wilbur. He's casing the joint, man. Yeah. When um, Dr. Armitage, played by Ed Begley. Smiley guy. Yeah. Great actor. The family is, has, has an acting family. When he's leaving, people are like, great lecture, professor. Great lecture. Did you ever say that to any of your like, lectures? Like, did, you did a stellar job today on that lecture. <laughs> you killed it. I'll tell you what. More often than not, if somebody's saying that to you, it's in that snarky way. Yeah. Like, good job. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Great lecture today. You weren't drunk. My assumption also is he's lecturing on the Necronomicon. And this goes back to several of our prior episodes where people are lecturing on subject matters where I'm like, I don't know what college courses is, but if you have to bring the Necronomicon in to lecture on it. I'm going to that class. I mean, I totally am. She's with her friend Elizabeth. Yeah. She goes to like return it, and out of nowhere pops Dean Stockwell, who's who's great. Absolutely, it, he does these wonderful stares and great faces throughout. He's just he's really and and apparently like he said he he was sort of like tongue in cheek. Yeah, he was t- hamming it up a little bit. I think it was the great approach to take because he just walks up and he goes, "Excuse me, can I see that? Can I see that priceless book?" <laughs> and Nancy's like, "Sure," and her friend's like, "What?" Elizabeth's like, what are you doing? He's like, did you see that guy's eyes? I can trust him. I'm like, wait a second. The guy just appeared out nowhere. He's not even a student here. But a priceless book. Like, I've had to look at archives before at the university, and they made me put gloves on. But there is something we, we learned, and I will ask you this. Seriously, do you think it's his mind powers? Yeah. He, because we learned that he has, he has some mind powers that works on some people more than others, really seems to work on her. Do you think it was his power his influence or do you think she really was just like well, i can trust him i think it's two things i think one is that his dad although his brother got more dna from the dad i think he still got some dna so i think it's mind powers number one and i too i think sandra the the character nancy played by sandra d i think she is trying to although it's it's never like exactly laid out but i think watching it several times i think her character is trying to get out of the repressiveness and this is what the six, the late 60s and 70s had to offer. Like, she could escape this old, very conservative thing. And so she's like, this guy is kind of cute. He's, got, he's a bad boy. He's a got, yeah, bad boy. He's got a walrus mustache that's cut nicely. He's got great eyes. He's got some mod clothing that I like with a date with a nice ascot day tie. So she's going to give in to him. He gets the book, and Armitage is not happy. Like, give it back. And then they have this little back and forth. He realizes, oh, he's Wilbur Waitley. Oh, yeah. hey, ladies. Yeah. You mu- And also, he's like, you must know who I am. I'm like, what an ego. <laughs> Just because I wrote an article on your, like, grandfather or great-great-grandfather. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's, it's gr- mistaken because it's like his dad. We don't know his dad, but we know his grandfather, but it's the great-grandfather he wrote an article Yes, on. the great-grandfather. He like, goes, oh, you know, there was another one of these in Necronomicons yeah. 40 miles from here up <laughs> in Dunwich. And he's like, derpity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Armitage is like, but he's very taken. And again, do you think that was a little bit of his mind powers? I think so, because he acts strangely where at first it looks like he's acquiescing. Really hostile. To, like, yeah, hostile. Then he's like, oh, no, like, let's go and discuss this. We have a lot to but share. But then it changes because yeah. at dinner, Wilbur yeah. keeps saying, will you let me take the Necronomicon? Yeah. You know, it goes back and forth. And he's like, is that your, is that your final, final answer? I like, is that your it's like fi- Je- It's like Jeopardy. I know. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. Family feud. Is and he goes, no. <laughs> and he's, mm, bummer. So he's left with Nancy and he does this great little kind of con where, oh, I, I'm going to catch the 915 bus. You missed it. It's 9.30, and he goes, oh, darn. Yeah. 
I'm going to be here till tomorrow. Remember, this is the 1970s. We, there's no internet. There's no cell phones. Yeah, there, yeah you, you can't just get, get a cab. It's 40 yeah. miles, yeah. you know. So, of course, Nancy being the nice lady she is, she says, I'll, I'll drive you. Well, also, I think it's nice. And also, I think there's a little mind power. And two, I think she's attracted to him. I think part of this plays in the fact that she is attracted to Wilbur. Well, I think it's the attraction Regardless that makes of her his susceptible. Name, Wilbur. I, I think it's the... <laughs> I think it's the attraction Sorry, that le- that leaves her susceptible yes. to his power. Yeah, You're, it's open. You're yeah. open to that. So they do go, and what's great is there's there's just you know that classic kind of Lovecraft moment where they stop to get gas. She says, "Fill it up." Yeah, and the and the dude is. It's like, a full service station. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the dude is cleaning the windshield, and then he notices Wilbur Waitley, and he just stops everything and goes, give me a buck. Yeah. She goes, I wanted you to fill it up. Nope, $1. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I like $1. One do- Several gallons went into that little, it's, a, it's not an Alfa Romero, but it's a tiny little sleek. But yeah, more, more than one gallon. Yeah, well, exactly. I'd, I'd, well, I'd have no I'd have no concept of what a gallon of gas is. I'm thinking was. a graduate assistant driving around that car, like she's making some bank. I'm assuming she, her back wealthy conservative family. Because again, she wasn't in the book. But they go to his place, you know, Waitley Manor. Looks like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house from outside. <laughs> it is sort of creepy. It, it is it's very creepy. There's a creep factor going on yeah. there. Foreboding. Of course, things go there. The stone, when he, when they go in, there's this weird little stone that he taps with a ring. And it, it becomes an important thing because she knocks it over. There's a thing upstairs, which this holds somewhat to the book. There's something weird and slopping around upstairs behind a door. It's his twin brother, but I think it was his twin brother, the Shoggoth. Yeah. We don't need to go too far deep into the Lovecraft lore. I always got the impression it was like a a, a Shoggoth in the the story. Even the story, because it it consumes a far more space in the story. Yes. But those those acrylic glass modern art pieces, I'm assuming that's how he allowed his brother to view things outside of that room. That's my only thing, because otherwise it makes no sense. Like, why does he keep focusing? They don't on these really, things? yeah, they don't, they don't serve really purpose. serve much of a purpose, yeah. you know. But but he, so of course his whole thing is he's got to keep her there. So he goes out, sabotages the car, blah blah blah. Drugs her, drugs her, goes and gets this ornate like diddly do. Don't ever drink tea from Wilbur Waitley. I do have to say the inside of the house very different from the outside. The inside looks like a night gallery set from the seventies. Every time they walk oh. inside, I'm like, oh, the, are they on? Where's Rod Serling going to step dude, out? Dude, everything about this is, is, is a night gallery episode. It's fantastic. So, no, he goes to this ornate box, which I, I love that this is where he keeps his knockout drugs. Yeah. Just on a his shelf. Roofies. His roofies. He's got the roofies going. And she's like grooving around and she knocks the, the, she knocks the stone over. Yeah. And that's when we go get a shot of that door starts shaking and there's like something behind it. And you're going, okay, whatever's behind that is terrifying. Yeah. And so she's like being put to bed and old Waitley pops out. And scares her, frightens her a little bit because I yeah. think Wilbur Federline's like, you know, I'm a single guy about town, live out in uh, Dunwich, got my own pad. It's pretty groovy. And then old grandpa shows up to kill the body. Totally. Because <laughs> she goes, I thought you said you lived alone. Like, I think... The audience at this time realizes she's in jeopardy. She does not. Absolutely not. I will say this probably as good a time as any to say I'm, I'm cracking into my number two. I'm, I'm cracking into my second. Well, the, these Pilsners, man, you know, these light beers go down so tasty. But one of these days, it's kind of between us. Okay. You know? What's the major uh, crossroad since we're uh, Southern California talking? What's, what's the freeway off ramp? That's what I love, Jason. 
I'd take the train. Oh. Because it's a short walk. What line do you take? The red line. The red line? You, you take the, the red line to the end of the line in North Hollywood. Okay. It's a short walk from that station. I would say uh, 101, Vineland and Magnolia. Okay. <laughs> so it's clueless. I think there was, there was a liquor store that had a giant creepy clown. Oh, I'm very familiar. That shows up in tons of movies. It's okay. like right by that spot. Because that clown was terrifying. <laughs> it used to scare Jane. Jane. Jane's like, I will not go into that place. It's scary. Because it was. It, it was, was it called was, Circus Liquor or something it was, like that, yeah, right? it was a tiny little liquor store. <laughs> and there was just this giant, neon, menacing clown. So Old comes up, crushes yeah. the vibe. Yeah. And then she has her dream, which is just so wonderfully like late 60s, 70s, with a bunch of painted, nudie people running yeah. around. Being it's, menacing. It's a hippie Topanga Canyon area. There's, an, there's an orgy going yeah. on. It, yeah. It's another part of that sexuality of this movie. Like, there's a lot of references, sex talk, exactly. sexual images. It's the 70s, man. Yeah. She's gone for like a night, and, and, Elizabeth and Elizabeth and Armitage are on the way up already. Because yeah. her friend Elizabeth is like, she, I don't, she, she didn't come home last night. She's, she was being a little bit of a busybody at this point. It's not even 12 hours. Her friend drags the professor to Dunwich. Uh, yeah, I think he has, He this whole time, like he did research on the Waitleys. And every time you mention Dunwich, he's like, what? Let me bend my ear to what you're talking about. <laughs> but, but at the same time, Jason, it was just last night. It was like, hey, remember we, we had dinner last night and I wake you up the next morning and I go, she didn't come home. I, I, maybe that is a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I think the professor is concerned, like, right off. Is he concerned, or is the professorial thing kicking in where he's like, there's a chance to learn here? Yeah. Or it's like, this is, is going to be, be my, next, my next book. Exactly. Or, it's, a, it's a learning, learning, <laughs> Learnington situation. So I that, mean, you have to publish when you're professor. He's like, I got to get another article out. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, he's like, well, if, if this is a chance to get up to the Waitleys, Dunwich, get a little more in. So they go up. Wilbur and Nancy are having this nice, it seems like a picnic. Yeah. They're just like laying in a meadow. Very, and the music's pretty and stuff. And, and they start talking about sex. And of course, he goes, uh, how do you feel about sex? And yeah. she's like, I think it's the most. You know, yeah. something like that. It's so clear that she's like sort of acting like somebody yeah. who's very sexually advanced. Yeah. And he is, because <laughs> he's a creep. I think maybe with those albino witches and some other gods, but I don't think he's that sexually advanced himself because even later on that nurse says, I don't think he's had any girlfriends, at least from this town. But at the same time, Jason, all the visions, there's all these people with the orgies. Oh, yeah. I think he's partaking. You know he's elbows deep in orgies. Just a bunch of like weird strange body people. body painting, yes. you know, yeah, doing just primal screaming. Elbows, <laughs> knees everywhere. You're just like, whatever, it's a don't want to yuck your yum. One question real quickly. Elizabeth or later on we meet a character, it's the nurse of um, Dr. Corey. Is one of those a Coppola? Oh, Talia Shire is Nurse Cora. Okay. That, yeah. I was trying I to think, think of... She, I think she's Talia Cop Coppola. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. No, right. 100%. Yeah. Rocky, yeah. Rocky movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, and, and The Godfather. Yep. All right. All yeah. right. No, she's okay. uh, Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Well, right. because Coppola worked for Roger Corman. Everybody worked for Roger Corman. If at one you point didn't time. work for Roger Corman, you probably weren't going to be one of the gods of the seventies. I think I think Scorsese did not. I read that. Um, what's it? There was a book about filmmaking in the seventies. Oh yeah, Easy Rider, Raging Bull. Something yeah. like that it was a mix of the titles. Everything. That, a really, that, really good book. That was a book that we had yeah. in, in school. Excellent book. Oh, it, it's fantastic. So they do arrive, and and it's great because like old doesn't want them there. I'm just going to call him old. 
Yeah. He just comes out with this little staff. With a staff with what are you what? Doing here? What are a you Native doing? American Thunderbird symbol on it. And Wilbur and Nancy come out there and they're like, hey man, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah. And, and Wilbur's going, she's not a child. And you see this defiance. And I'm, I want to get your take on this. Because Nancy, she has her two friends, yeah. Professor and her friend. And, and she says, I'm cool. I'm staying. And do you think that's all her? Do you think no. that? Do you think that's some of his influence? Do you think that's some of her where she goes, you know what? I don't need you checking up on me. That sort of childlike, you know, we all, I, I had it. I know yeah. where I was like, I don't need to be told what to do by authority. I think that's exactly it. Because when she's in the meadow with him in the picnic, she's hesitant about staying the weekend. By the time they walk back and they see this, when they're like, Nancy, we're concerned. That's when her reaction is like, no, I'm staying with Wilbur. So you think it's more her or more him? I think it's a, it's always going to be a combination because yeah. he always seems to have like the mesmerizing. A little, he's going to nudge her. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. He's a little like the devil on the shoulder. Yeah. The next scene, he's always pushing this drug tea on her. He's like, want some more tea? <laughs> and we're only about 30 minutes into the movie, but he's always like, you want some more tea? And she's zonked. But she is now grasping for his hands like when they're walking, where I think like she really does Slowly like coming him. under his yeah. influence. Yeah. Armitage, for whatever reason, decides, I got to go investigate his birth. So he's like going to the print, which I thought at the back in the day, you go to the library and get past things. He went to like the printer, the guy who prints the newspaper. This is before the internet. Like, but it's I a, thought this stuff would small, be like at, at the library. But it's a small town. So he's so, like, I'm so, going to go straight to the source. But they find information on Wilbur Waitley's birth. And they find the doctor's name. Dr. Corey. Yeah. Then we get Wilbur's charming story about how his, his great-grandfather was lynched yeah. in the street, and they, they let the body hang. And they burned the for, tree. For days and days. And he mentions great-grandfather believed in another race of beings from another dimension. That's right. An early race, superior to man. And so he talks about where it's superior. He doesn't say any negative connotations. Outside of that part, every reference to these people is always like, bring the darkness upon us, princes of darkness. I'm like, wait a second. Like, this sounds really evil. Yes. <laughs> like, his great-grandfather was hung because of trumped-up murder charges of a missing girl. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if he's doing the same fertility sacrifice right, it's not a trumped-up charge. Oh, yeah. We, he no. sacrificed a woman. We, yeah, because we find out, because Old is, is talking about, like, yeah. oh, he didn't have the right, and he goes, he didn't have the right girl. Clearly, he did take a woman yeah. and kill her and sacrifice <laughs> to these beings. It just didn't take, no. because maybe she wasn't a virgin. Yeah. That, it's always, it's the classic, you yeah. know, looking for the virgin. Yeah. So now we're at Dr. Corey. Who becomes also the main character, like another main character. Lloyd Bachner. He's a great he is. He, he, he's he's one of those guys. It's like we, we don't even need to get it. Just go. This IMD guy, page. He, this he did guy everything. Had to, he was he was in so much stuff. Yeah, he's, 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 he's excellent. Great. He was fantastic. Although he's wearing a little makeup to make him look older than he oh, is. Oh be, well, because we have to have a flashback. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so great. It's so it's just that bad. You know, they just put stuff in your hair to make you look old. Yeah. But it turns out. But that's where we meet Talia Shire. It's somewhat important because she gives us a little back. weird Wilbur. We have this back and forth where Dr. Armitage is talking with Dr. Corey, but Elizabeth is talking I to like the I like that nurse. you call him Dr. Armitage. <laughs> Armitage. Because I call him Armitage. But no, I do. I like Armitage. It's, it's sort of, sort of like, oh, you know, we're going to go to Target. He, he 
has a big ego. <laughs> ah, you know. He wrote one thing on the Waitleys. And big, he's big fish, little pond, man. <laughs> Good for him. Um, so, no, Dr. Corey is like going on a little bit about, about the birth of Wilbur Waitley. And Dr. Armitage, he, he goes, well, you know, bear with me here. Yeah. I'm about to tell you a story. Don't get weirded out yeah. by this crazy thing I'm going to tell you. But the old ones. And he starts going on about this story of the old ones coming back. And he keeps saying, like, not that I believe in it, but I think Wilbur does. Yeah. And if it does hold true. You, you know what? That is a good point. Kind of funny. But at the same time, I thought, oh, yeah, no, if that dude believes this, then the rituals he's doing, I know the book, yeah. and the rituals call for sacrifice, yeah. and he's going to kill that girl. Yeah. So it, that does make sense, but it's just kind of funny to me. Well, I think Dr. Armitage, like, he always mentions, like, he doesn't really believe it, but I think he does because at the end he's able to spout spells and get, like, they're casting spells at each other at I, the end. I'm it, like, it, oh, the guy's, a, he's a firm believer. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not sure. I've, I did take a little time to try to figure out what he's yelling. He's like, I think I wrote some of the words down. It's gibberish. It, it I think totally they, is. I think I, Dean Stockwell and Ed Bagley made it up right then at the scene. Well, you know, he just yells, Yog Sothal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think at one point he's like, um, let's see, the next line is, Ya, ya, na, ulu, ya, ya. There's that I, you know, there is. And, and it's one of the things that people say that is a problem with Lovecraft is that when you read Lovecraft, yeah. there is the alien language. Yeah. And when you start saying that out loud, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. It, it really, it kind of does. So, and you see that in some movies where they just end up going like, just say some Latin yeah. words and because they go, it doesn't translate that well. And it was like Lovecraft's idea. He said, well, aliens aren't going to talk like us, so they have some weird language. But yeah, Yog Sothoff, and then Yingy Ma, Mimi Ma. I don't know what Ed Begley's yelling, but but I do like it that Doc Corey Feynman is. Yeah, I just kind of signed that burst of guy. Really like. I was told what happened. <laughs> you caught me. Yeah. You caught me in a moment because I wasn't actually there. Yeah. And when I showed up, there were two albino ladies. Well, what I love is when he does the flashback yeah. and an old comes in. He walks into like the general store. Yeah. And he's he's carrying his staff with the Thunderbird and he's just yelling about stuff. And everybody in there just starts mocking him. Yeah. They well, just do this jeering. They're like, ha, ha, ha. And he has one of the scariest lines. He's the old Waitley says, Someday you folks will hear a child of Lavinia's calling his father's name from the top of Sentinel Hill, and then you'll know. And you'll wish to God you did it. <laughs> But they're all just like, ha, ha, get out of here, loser. I bought an ice cream in that store. I was up at Mendocino. The whole family was. We stopped there for ice cream. Charming. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Corey's like, oh, let's go, let's go, you you crazy old yeah. man. <laughs> and he goes up and he's like, there are just a couple of weird old, weird old albino <laughs> ladies. <laughs> he's like, never <laughs> and, seen him since then. And, and they said the twin died. Yeah. And Lavinia, oh, by the way, she's batshit crazy. And he said something like, she was torn up inside. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a graphic detail that you didn't need to like, really tell me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you go to the asylum. They're like, well, we need to visit Levine. Well, well, I like he goes, and she's crazy. And he goes, want to see her? Yeah. <laughs> like, essentially, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and she is. And it's scary. Yeah. And she looks like um, oh. a vinyl helper to the the torturer. <laughs> I forget the British comedian who plays the role. Oh, he's fantastic. He has, he has that look. And I'm like, every time I see him, it's like, I've seen that character before. <laughs> Have fun raiding the castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now Wilbur's like, oh, 
hey, we're going to take a hike up to the Devil's Hop Yard. <laughs> Any other context, we have, you know, we would take a hike. Yeah. You and I like hiking. We go And you go, you know, say, hey, there's like an old ruin. Yeah. We're going to go hike up here. This is where things get a little weird. They're standing there. There's clearly a sacrificial altar, and he just cocks his head, and she climbs up on it. Yeah, and there's two things about the scene where it, it very much reminds me of Haunted Palace, where there, it's it's beautiful coastal hiking along California's like northern coast. Yeah, and he's like, and over there, all of a sudden you see it's like, don't unless Baxter's theme just you know <laughs> escalates, and you see an altar on the side of the cliff. It reminds me of Haunted Palace when everybody's like, where 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 does uh, my ancestor live? Where's that home? They're like right over there, and there's this. <laughs> old like decrepit castle right on the coast it's a it's a mel brooks moment yeah. it's close to it <laughs> and i'm thinking the townies don't like the waitleys why have they not destroyed this like everybody knows about the devil's hop yard because even dr Corey's like eh, devil's hop yard i'm thinking why if they don't like this haven't they not got out there and just fear like, I, I, I mean it. i i think it's fear i, okay. I think that people just go like hey man weird sounds we don't go up there and the whole time I'm thinking hops, I'm thinking beer. I mean, <laughs> you know, just about. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. Uh, the devil's hop yard. I didn't even look it up. Does hop yard actually mean something like in terms of like a coastal or geographic thing? Well, you know. <laughs> it is like the most evil altar that you've seen. <laughs> no, there, there's nothing like charming about no. it. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, oh, Nancy, what have you gotten yourself into? And haven't we all had that person in our yeah. life who sort of gets gets a new significant <laughs> other and, we're, and everyone's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That person's going to sacrifice you to the old that, ones. That person, well, no, usually it's like that person's just a waste of your time. Because he says, like, no one knows exactly why this altar's here. Let's have it. It's been here forever. So he gets her on it. Then we get into the ritual and she admits, she goes, hey, you remember when I was talking about uh, like how cool I was with sex? I lied. I'm a virgin. And he goes, yeah, I know. And then she's surrounded by hooded figures. This is when he reveals that he's like. He's tatted up. His whole torso is marked. His sleeves. He has sleeves, too. And did you ever freeze frame and look at some of those? Because some of them are kind of silly. <laughs> no. <laughs> one looks like a, a propeller. <laughs> This is when he impregnates her. It's kind of a weird scene, but he clearly rapes her. It's off-putting. Yeah, and she's and, squirming. And, and meanwhile, yeah. there, there's a connection. His twin, we keep cross-cutting, cutting yeah. back to the thing behind the door is being very agitated by yeah. this. And also, this is when her friend, Elizabeth, decides, hey, I'm going to go back up there and see what the heck's going on. And she barges into the house, past Old and his <laughs> staff, and she goes up and she goes opening this door yeah. behind which all this terrible sound is coming from. She opens it and the clothes come off. off. It rapes and kills her and, yeah. and consumes her. Consumes her. It's, yeah. yeah, this thing's from another world. This is a bad deal. I do appreciate the fact that, like, how are we going to show a half Yog Sothoth or a Shogoth? Like, how are we going to show that? And they're like, we're not. We're going to do that negative kind yes. of filming technique red and blue and, negative kind and, of and flashing it, lights and we're just not going to show it yeah, yeah. no I, no we talked about that and and I'm I'm totally with you I, I appreciate that they went let's just go with less is better just yeah. the suggestion of something as opposed to having like let's get five guys and yeah. some weird 
big balloon. Yeah. And we're going to put a face of the brain on top of the car. We're going to push it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> forklift. It's probably a forklift, not a car, Jason. <laughs> anyway, Michael. Then, of course, old ends up dying. And the whippoorwills, it's in the book. Whippoorwills will like come around when someone's dying. Yeah. I can never remember. They try it, to get the soul. Yeah, before. they catch the soul. And I, and I can't remember if, if they catch it, if they keep making noise, or if they're quiet, the soul got away. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they didn't catch it. That is something that is in the book. Okay. It always cracks me up that they kept it for the movie because I went, what an odd thing yeah. to keep. There's a Johnny Cash song about whippoorwills. I, I don't get why he wants to bury his grandpa in like a traditional cemetery. Yeah. I didn't really get that. First no. of all, I thought the Waitleys would have their own little plot. Yeah. On their land. They got all land. this damn land. Or on the devil's hop yard. Yeah. Bury them there. Exactly. Or no. the K-Zone. No, but he goes over <laughs> and he does all this great Dean Stockwell stuff where he's going, oh, he's really proud of his knife work during this scene. Like, just, there's two scenes. Well, they got the, basically the, like the camera looking up from the grave and he's just coming over with a knife and he's turning the knife. And There's two men watching them. Not albinos, but there's two men who are... I think they're the orgy people. Dean Stockwell, the, the character Wilbur, does something where he puts his fists up to his temples. Yes. And the whole time I was thinking like, I've seen this before. And as you pointed it's out, it's Aleister Crowley, man. And you it's, go it, look at that image with him wearing that crown hat, hat and everything like that. Like he, the most evil man in yeah. the world. He, he built himself as, and he, and he was like into some, like some stuff that yeah. was kind of like Wilbur. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. You know, like, but the townies show up. Li- live as thou will. Yeah. The townies show up. What's great is this mob. And it's like, I'm, I don't want to be on Wilbur's side, but at the same time, this mob of violent, angry people shows up. And then the sheriff shows up and, and he goes, <laughs> treats him as the same. Yeah. Like they violently accost him. They're like, you, you take your trash off to the yeah. dump. And it's yeah. his grandfather. Yeah. And the sheriff shows up and goes like, Y'all are kind of being negative. Especially you, Rieger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes, nobody's really did a, anything with the body as far as a, a death certificate. So until that, y'all just move on. I think, honestly, Wilbur just went out to the cemetery. He's like, I'm just going to bury my grandfather. Like, I'm not going to file any paperwork. I'm just, I'm going to bury him. 100%. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I didn't think anyone cared out there in those backwoods places. Not in Dunwich. A bunch of degenerates. <laughs> there is reference all the time he makes to the townies. You saw that gasoline attendant, but then you see him walking in the, the streets and no one bothers him. But this is the first time where you're like, whoa, the townies really don't like the Oh, ladies. no. No, like, no. They, no, they don't like them. Then he's just like, I need to up my game. Yeah. I'm tired of asking for the Necronomicon. I'm going to get it. Yeah. And this is where it does deviate from the book. because I, I think in the book, um, Wilbert Waitley, who also is more... He smells and he's more goat like. Oh, he, he, his he lower dies legs. At this part. He's got yeah. He's he yeah. This he totally dies, and that's where the you know his brother yeah. Shoggoth gets out because in the book he he tries to get the Necronomicon. He's attacked by a dog, and he and he ends up having like goat legs yeah. and like tentacles, yeah. and like all sorts of crappy stuff going on. It's really gross. And they're like, <laughs> but in the movie, it's Dean Stockwell. Which mods, is Dean Stockwell is, is so far from what the, <laughs> the description in the book. But yeah, he shows up and he gets into this fight with a guard. Uh, this is a good time. Good time as any. Lawless Brewing Company. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. The Noho Boho. Czech style Pilsner. 
I'm a huge fan of like those Czech pilsners. This is a really well done. It is. Yeah, this is spot on. Like, because if you've had those, the Czech pilsners, very specific flavor. It's I like it. You know, some people are like, that's ah, a little can go a little funky for me or a little you know skunky, but this this is not. This has got that great balance of like hops and malt. And 2021, that's new. It's a new brewery. I know the area really well. They took over this kind of warehouse type area and just to me, it like it just brings brings the neighborhood up because it gives people a place. It's very family friendly. Any place like that into a neighborhood is always I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. And bottom line is, this is super tasty, crisp yeah, beer. Absolutely. If Wilbur would have had a couple more of these, he'd probably be a little, little more at ease. I don't. He's a weight. He went. He went to focus on the old ones all the time. They're, they're, no, he, I'm thinking like the whole time is like, what? What does he think he's going to gain from this relationship? Because <laughs> everything I've read, like the old ones will just—it's always they, power. They, they it, look at you as an insect, like you don't matter. Like, so why does he think just because he well, has a DNA with a yog sothoth? Well, Jason, Jason, I would tell you this: he looks at Nancy. Uses his power, yeah. goes, do my will, might be the same thing. Where they're looking at him, they're like, he's kind of into us. Yeah. Let's do this. Make him do this. We'll open it up. He thinks he's gonna get. Ooh, I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna be the king. And then they come in, and it's and you go, oh, I made a bad bargain. Yeah. Really, that's a terrible bargain. Yeah. You're always making the devil's bargain. That's never gonna come out in your end. The house wins. Yeah, because part <laughs> of me thinks that he's doing it out of spite. That he believes that the townies have like constantly derided his family over time, so he's doing this to just just show them, and he's thrown all his eggs in like one basket. I'm like, man, this is not gonna bode well for you. I think it was always I can do this. Yeah. My ancestors didn't pull this off. I can do this. Yeah. I'm the one. I'm the one who can yeah. do this. And yeah. open the door, yeah. bring him in. I'm gonna be like, guys, come on in. We're gonna be awesome. You guys are going to be awesome. You're going to let me do my thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) And odds are they won't. No. That's never what happens in these Faustian type bargains. Nope. Kind of why I just stick with beer. Yeah. (laughs) And B movies. (laughs) Somebody's like, hey, do you want a beer? I'll give you a beer. It's going to be the best beer ever. You just have to give me your soul. I'll go, I'm content. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That poor guard, Wilbur holds up a. Because they're fighting in a museum, of course. He Trashing it. They trash it. They trash this museum. There's tons. If, if the Necronomicon's there, there's got to be other priceless things, and they just trash it. And Wilbur holds has up a, a pike, like, and the guard runs right at it. And I'm like, ooh. Well, the guard starts with a gun. Yeah. Shoot Wilbur. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so Wilbur gets out with the Necronomicon. Back to the car with Nancy, and they drive off. At yeah. this point, Nancy, her character is completely consumed by Wilbur. Like, she doesn't really have a role at this point. And the great thing is now Armitage and Corey are... They're best buds. They, they're they're <laughs> cruising up there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to get this done. Because <laughs> Lavina is dying. They're like, you want, Lavina's dying. We should go and check her out. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> Exa- that's what I thought. I was like, Why? And then the ritual has begun up in the devil's hop yard. Yeah, and the monstrosity and the room breaks out. And it's going to go get vengeance on people that, you know, said bad words about yeah. the Waitleys. Yeah. So these poor farmers, these, these poor, poor townies. Oh, my God. Townies. It's, it's hard to call them townies because, because it's like there's no town. They're yeah. all these, like, rural people. <laughs> so, But, no, they are. It, it, like, goes out and it burns the house down. Yeah. And it just is, like, it's on this path. It's going over to this farm. And these people are just, like, oh, boy. And it just kills, the. I think, the coals. Yeah. His wife was, like, really 
divisive and mean at the funeral. <laughs> we don't want this trash yes. buried here. No, it, it, all the all the people, and and they made a point of like doing close ups of all the people that the monster is going to yeah. get. So this monster is out, yeah. and there's not much you can do. Guns don't stop it. And Armitage and Doctor Corey are writing back from having been at Lavinia's death. Once again, there's that bird scene going on. And also they're like, what's that? And then they're at the coal farm after the coal were destroyed by the twin brother. And the, the townies are like, they're riled up. And Dr. Armitage the whole time, he's like, well, we can't blame Wilbur. I'm like, yeah, you can absolutely blame Wilbur. <laughs> like, well, he, he's very defensive. It was like, we can't blame him. And then well, that one guy, Rieger, says, the Waitleys may not have done this, but I'm going to blame them anyways. <laughs> what I love, Jason, is in that moment, Dr. Corey goes, Hey, hold on. Yeah. I gave birth to all of you. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, we can trust this Armitage guy. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the man. Listen, listen to Gabby Johnson. <laughs> there, 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 are ton, there are a ton of Mel Brooks moments exactly. in this movie, which is great. So the angry mob's on its way. Yeah. And then we get the monster cam, which, which again, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. They're not showing you. It's a, You just see this movement, and you know there's a terrible thing coming yeah. along. That's where, for whatever reason, they decide... Talia Coppola, Talia Shire, is just going to be driving along. Like, Dr. Corey didn't think to say, hey, stay away from that area. The creature makes her crash. She's like, decides, I'm going to run through the woods. Yeah. And then she gets creatured. Yeah. Everybody goes, hey, we see that thing going up the hill. <laughs> but we don't actually see it. Exactly. <laughs> it gets rigor. Wilbur's still trying to up conducting the, the ritual, He's, trying to open the we're gate. We're doing this back and forth yeah. with like the thing, and it, it's getting all the people, all these you know angry townspeople. Yeah. And, and then we get to the big moment where finally Corey and Armitage, the creature did not, the, the one thing I will say, Jason, the creature is just bent on vengeance yeah. to these people. It's not a thinking thing, no. or it would have went, I'm going to go kill Corey and Armitage, because if that happened, everything would have worked out for them. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, Ed Bagley shows up and he's like, beat him Beat him Like, they're, they're honestly, what they're saying is like, kaya ya Like, I, I try to write down some of them and he's like, Kaya-ya-ya! <laughs> it's just, it's, nya, nya, nya. They go back and forth. They have a Jack Burton. Yeah. Spouting <laughs> yes. nonsense at each other. Yeah. Yes. And, and first, Wilbur wins. There's and a then, lo- yeah. yeah. And they, then Armitage come back. Dean Stockwell. He yeah. doesn't like, he's like, Woo! he just, <laughs> Like some faces are, and nobody can see me except you. What is it? Like his 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 eyes are rolling yeah. up, and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he just said Didi Baba." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used a ya ya ya. Yeah, jeepers, creepers! He checked my mate, and he go blasting, he blasts him, and he goes on fire. Lightning bolt hits him. Freaking falls off the cliff. Don't mess with that Bagley man, Doctor yeah. Armitage. That dude ain't messing around. And then. So explain to me that next scene because all of a sudden the uh, twins there and it looks like the twin dies as well at the same time. Like yes. they were so connected that when one dies, the other will die. But then after this, Armitage says, you know, the one brother was caught between yeah. this world and the other. The portal was opened, Open. and then when it closed, it sucked the other yeah. brother through. Yeah. Maybe that seems kind of weird because I'm like, man, they got rid of that twin monster. Pretty easily. Yeah. They didn't yeah. Really have to do anything. Well, to when it. he died, it, yeah. it died. It was like they were that connected. Yeah. It's all good because he goes, Oh boy, that's a good thing. The yeah. last Waitley is dead. And we go, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then he's walking 
Nancy down from the altar, and she has no memory of what's been going on. And all of a sudden, the movie focuses on her belly, and all of a sudden, you see an already a, a oh my a, god a nether Waitley developing inside her, and that's then the music starts up, <laughs> and all I can think of is poor Nancy is going, oh my god, what did I sleep with? Yeah, like some weird <laughs> cosmic donut. I don't know what the hell I did. So it sets itself up for a sequel that never came. All right, so do you recommend this? I do. I, I've watched this movie several times. I don't think it's a very faithful adaption of Lovecraft's story. I think the movie is what the movie is. It's a very 70s movie. The soundtrack, Les Baxter does an excellent job. I think everybody does a good job in this movie. Ed Bailey kind of hams it up a lot. <laughs> but I think it's an enjoyable movie. My only criticism, it's, it's a little too long. There's some a lot of filler scenes sometimes, particularly like when... They, it's not Sandra D's body, but it's a body double like undulating on the altar. Like there's a little too much of that sometimes, but it is the seventies and try because this was given an R rating. And the whole time I'm like, why was this R? There is some nudity. Yeah. Well, and like the nudity is like side nudity. Like you don't really get to see too much. Yeah. There there, there are boobs. Yeah. I, I will say that. Yeah, there is. There and is. and I, I think in nineteen seventy, like that just a flash of boob. That's but honestly, it. to see those boobs, you actually have to like stop. The movie, or watch the movie like a <laughs> hundred times. Yeah, I mean, you really could. I, I highly recommend yeah. the movie. Really, it's a time capsule of the seventies. I thoroughly enjoy it. What about you? It's your. It was your recommendation. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. You have to accept it's not a faithful Lovecraft a- adaptation, but this movie is fun. It's AIP. Yeah, trying to have some fun with it, tongue in cheek. I'm glad that Dean Stockwell sort of said that yeah. because you can't be too serious about it. One thing I do like is when you said, eh, it's a little, it's, it's like hour and 29 minutes. The fact that it's a little too long is awesome. <laughs> of course, I recommend this. Like Rosemary's Baby came out like right before this. AIP liked to make those unfaithful adaptations of Lovecraft movies are like, we could do this and kind of tie in that Rosemary Baby was very successful. We could kind of do this like devil other being kind of thing and, you know, it might work out, you know? And on a different level, Jason, it was like right after Manson. You know, they would say, Charles Manson, you know, look in your eyes. Yeah, there is something there. Oh, also Topanga Canyon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this Um, is our second AIP Lovecraft adaptation. The first one was Vincent Price's The Haunted Palace. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say it's our second AIP movie. And I went, <laughs> no. Hell no. I, I, I think whatever little industry we have, AIP is. Show is, the is, plot. <laughs> the keystones. Are, we'd fall apart if it wasn't for AIP. What about, what about No Hobo? Oh, the beer is delicious. Thank you, Lawless Brewing Company. Yeah, thank you guys. We we always appreciate all the support we get. Absolutely. It's, it's a great thing. Go and visit. Yeah. When you're in NoHo. Of course, absolutely. And, you know, if you can't... Take the red line. Trust me, you'll be happy. I think that kind of wraps this one up, dude. Yeah. What about you? I agree. Please like, subscribe, and comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And check out our website. This is Beer and Bee Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.